Well, hello there, you fantasy cartographers, and welcome to the most niche podcast you've probably ever stumbled upon, The Fantasy Map. This is a podcast dedicated to a 16-man, super flex, salary cap, contract, fantasy football league. Originally, this podcast was designed for the exclusive ears of the 18 elite members of our league, the Mid-Atlantic Premier. But after recording this past episode, which you're about to hear, we realized that we had 100 downloads yesterday. Hello. Now, to be fair, I assume most of you just accidentally downloaded the episode while searching for Map Fantasy or Fantasy Mop or whatever weird crap you're into. But since you are here, we're going to make the most of it. We're going to try and spice things up a bit in future episodes, maybe some more trash talk, more songs, more guests from our league, perhaps even have a season-long betting contest where you can test yourself against the spread. We'll also look into making our league public so you can follow along easier. We're going to play around with a lot of stuff, see what sticks. Now, again, I'm not really sure why you're here, but we're all thankful that you are. And without further ado, on to the episode. fantasy cosmographers. I'm really not quite sure where I am in the rotation, but uh, looking forward to week one starting tomorrow. And gentlemen, are you excited? I, I for one, am excited. I, I texted you guys over the weekend. I said last weekend was the last weekend until February where we won't have NFL football. So I'm, I'm pumped. Um, yeah, it's Wednesday when we're recording this. By the time Byron gets this out, who knows if Thursday's game's in the books or not. But uh, but yeah, week one is upon us, boys. It's it's exciting. I mean, it's very possible this doesn't come out till week four or five. <laughs> so we need to pay what you can get. I'm so excited that for the second year in a row on our week one preview podcast, I'm actually doing a redraft draft live during the podcast. So oh. Andy got Austin Eckler. Undervalued in your league and undervalued in <laughs> our league. It's similarly undervalued in a weird, weird Sounds way. Sounds like a reach wherever you took him, Tyler. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we should probably just jump right into it. Like, uh, Dave, you obviously posited the question in our rundown, but there's a lot of hype going into this. What team are you the most excited about that isn't your own? Drew, let's start with you. Most excited about that isn't my own. Isn't your own? You know, either I I was I was going to to be very excited until today about Philly citywide. <laughs> that was the team I was most excited about. Uh, but we'll get into why I'm not as excited about them later. Um, with that said, I'm most excited for CJ. I want to see how he does coming into the league. I want to see what he does mid league mid season. I think he did a hell of a job in his opening salvo in his draft. He made all, made some good decisions. Um, I, I said he reached for a first round pick, but he still got a good player in Zay Flowers. It wasn't like a huge, terrible 
reach. Um, I think overall his offseason was great. So excited for him. Yeah, I, I'm afraid to jump in here just because I, I don't want someone to steal mine, but I'm the most excited for Mike Ryan. Like, this is it, boys. He jumped up in the power rankings. I believe he has the second highest chance to make the playoffs out of any team. Frederick Scrubs being number one. Uh, so it shows that there hasn't been a transformation with Mike. And I just reached out to him today just to remind him, you know, to set his lineup just on the offense. I just want to say it really depends on which power rankings you look at. Because according to your yeah. power rankings, yeah, he's a second favorite. According to the league's power rankings, <laughs> Mike Ryan is dead last. Dead last. The, they're not. Are you talking about the RTS? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Fan- that. I, 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 I trust fantasy pros more. It's just kind of funny. I'm just pointing out that it's kind of funny that he's dead last on <laughs> RTS. Who who's the second to worst team on RTS? Uh that's can you give me one second and I will look it up? Well, Peyton's, I know the answer. Peyton's making nods. It's, it's, it's the, the Ryan, Ryan Brothers. Who, by the way, did. by the way, I want to point out the Ryan Brothers quick league announcement have yet to pay their dues. All right. In fact, three teams in the bottom tier have yet to pay their dues in Joe's Primo team, Mike Ryan and Tim Ryan. Just throwing a little guilt trip out there. Oh. Boys, if you listen to the pod, pay your dues. Ooh. All yeah, right. I was gonna make the joke that I don't know what the Ryans did to the owners of RT Sports, but they've got a vendetta out for them. Byron hyped them up this offseason, and RT Sports just ranked them 15th and 16th. By, by the way, it's not league. just that they ranked them 15th and 16th. Go look at the the, the power oh, index. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, by yeah. a mile. They are a tier like... below Byron's team in the RT Sports fight. Which I will say, I agree with Fantasy Pros. Mike Ryan's team is scary. I uh think that they have um a lot of a lot of hope. Yeah. Top 16 roster for sure. Um the team I am most excited about. Um, I'm gonna go with the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets. Okay, in a I think going into the offseason, at least the four of us thought the Frederick Scrubs would would run away with that division, maybe run away with the regular season. Um, you know, you spend one hundred and ten dollars on the homes. You have over half of your budget on two quarterbacks. And yet I don't think that gap is as wide as as we all thought uh, coming into the league, even coming out of draft day. So I'm excited to see what the the parakeets can do. Um Evan's been unlucky in the past, but got a little luck last year, overperformed, I think, with with not the strongest roster. And, and this year he's got, um, you know, good running back room, a young wide receiver room, and the most expensive quarterback room. So I'm excited to see if the Parakeets can pull off an upset in week one and, and keep that division interesting. For me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the other side of that matchup. Uh-huh. The team I'm most excited about is the one we've all kind of touched on as being the favorite here. I think the Frederick Scrubs are not just the favorite, but in a, in a league that got a lot flatter um, in the disparity between the second best team and probably the 13th or 14th best team, the Frederick Scrubs really stand, I think, a full head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, they're deep at running back and not just deep, but they also have some top-level talent in Stevenson and Walker. Um, their wide receiver room, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, and Sutton are fine, but then, you know, uh, they brought in Jordan Addison and Rasheed Rice as well through the draft. So 
they've got some some depth there as well. It's not quite as thick as you'd want to see it, but the top level talent here is is really unparalleled, especially comparing their running back depth with almost everyone else. So I'm excited to watch them kind of roll through all 14 weeks and see uh, just how close to undefeated they can come. I'm going to throw my my second team in there just before we move on is, I hate to say it, Dave, I think you just had an actually one of your best off seasons from the last year was pretty masterful and like taking advantage of people this year, just using the actual like, draft and bright process I, i'm not I, like i'm half half backhanded compliment but in reality i think you did a, a really really outstanding job starting from a, a tough position so i think you, you're, you're second most just to see where it goes see what happens with your running back room i think is really fascinating yeah and uh dave obviously we're going to talk a little bit later this season you just let me know and that you, you, you need anything, but I also <laughs> want to say that the reason Mike Ryan and Tim Ryan are at the bottom of the RTS power rankings is it does analyze it by your set roster. So if you don't yeah. set players on your team, it does find you the worst team in the league. This is an interesting tidbit there. Um, so. uh, past, past, uh, past years taken into account at all. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but you never know. They may have pissed off the RTS guys. All right, moving on. Let's get talking about the schedule. It just got released yesterday. Thank you so much, Drew and Tyler, for working on that. Um, you know, what was kind of the process? It, it looks a little different from years past, so I'm kind of interested to know what your methodology was. A little different, right? Um, but mostly based off of years. I mean, kind of years past, right? Where the first two weeks were... Uh, in division weeks last two weeks were in division weeks we kept the week eight i think as another kind of rivalry week in division yeah. week um and and kept that going um but fundamentally um uh, we wanted and this was tyler's idea right um to kind of do do kind of flex scheduling at the beginning and the end right and kind of go off of what the consensus was going into when we made the schedule of kind of like what it looked like the top uh two teams in each division were uh, and put some of those games um, first and 14th it might not work out that way but we thought it would be fun maybe you'll get some interesting games uh, everything else kind of worked out from that um so week two we just did different matchups and then for the out of division matchups um tyler why don't you explain that yeah so for the out of division matchups we kind of just assigned each team in in the two divisions that you were going to play uh numbers and we just rolled through them from there uh you know one playing one or one playing four and so on close close we didn't assign the numbers <laughs> we, yeah. we we looked at last year's uh yeah that. we looked at last we, year's we looked at last year's ranking so it was yeah. number one seed versus one seed one seed versus two one seed versus three at different weeks right so yeah. like yeah so you'll see some pretty consistent matchups from last year's rankings um you know there's been some pretty big shakeups in in how the site is projecting the league to finish uh this year so some of those might not you know, we might not see weeks where it's all strength versus strength, but that was kind of our our goal um, in, in doing it that way. Um, one additional note, we we kept week eight as rivalry week. I struggle to say that word every time, but uh, it is a – there's no bye weeks that week for the NFL. So, Yeah, and then that was, again, uh, 
Tyler's uh, good idea, I think, to put that on that week. And um, one other thing is we, we only went as far back as we two years ago, right? So we look back at when the league expanded to 16 teams um, and see which divisions people played for the past two seasons. So you should play a division. You shouldn't be playing a division that you haven't. Basically, the two divisions you've played in the past two years, there's one new one that you haven't played, right? So, so this is the third iteration of that. And then we could start over next year with, with the first iteration of the 16-team league. Nice. I can just add, I, I'm a fan of the week one, two, and eight. Um, like you said, Tyler, no bye weeks in week eight. So, uh, you know, the first three division matchups, uh, all teams will be full strength, at least bye week wise. Right. Um, and, you know, those are important. Those are the first tiebreaker head to head. So uh, could, could come into play those last three weeks of the year when we have division matchups again. Um, also just a, a fun thing we've done in past years that uh, means something, you know, more. So um excited for that and uh, excited for uh, for the season. I, you know, I thought last year it was, there was no bye week on week 13 and week eight did have buys. Did they switch that this year or am I just having a false memory? I think you're correct, Brian, but I'm not positive either. Yeah. I wonder if there's oh there's no by week eight or twelve. Interesting. Okay. Oh, you learn something new every day. Um oh, yeah. and actually it looks like week eight and twelve, you play the same team. So yeah. strength and full strength. How about that? Two rivalry weeks. Drush and fancy footwork, huh? I'm sure you you circled that one when you made the schedule there. <laughs> that makes a big difference. Rivalry week, full strength twice. Love it. I'm full strength 13, 14, 1, and 2 when I play the other teams in my division, too. So, so I think next we should probably move on to trades. And uh, does anyone have them like ready to go? Because I do not. Um, I do have one trade at the top of my mind, uh, burned forever into it. I don't think we're going to talk about all of the drama that happened around it, but we, we can talk about the trade that actually went through, right? To just get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, but I don't even know if that was the first trade that we have to discuss. Was there any other trades other than the Mac Jones trade uh, that happened before then? Uh, let's start with that one, the one that actually went through while I pull it up. The other okay, one. all right. So... I believe the trade in retrospect was Matt Jones and Devontae Parker for Terry McLaurin. Um, both the com combined cost of both was $30. Uh, and honestly, Tyler, we haven't started a conversation off with you yet. So why don't we go and get your thoughts first? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, look, for, for Joe's, for the Joe's Primo team, they already have two quarterbacks. They're just shipping one off. Um, and he's really convicted that Terry McLaurin's going to be a star receiver. So he was willing to make what I think was an overpay to shore up, um, you know, what was a weak spot on his roster. Um, unfortunately, it, it'll move the needle a little bit for him, but it's not going to vault him out of this great middle tier. So. You know, for you grabbing Mac Jones, who's going to be an RFA at the end of the year and may or may not fit into your your rebuild plans, I think it was a pretty no-brainer trade because by the time you're competitive again, what good is Terry McLaurin going to be for you? So, 
if those are the two main assets going back and forth. So. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a chance in in hell that Mac Jones will be on your team by the end of the season. Um, I think that you're going to be, be moving them, I would imagine. I mean, maybe there's a small chance if you really don't get any value for him. Um, I guess in the season there, there is some value in his, depending on how he does, right? Um, but I think the the more likely value is that you trade him for a pretty good pick. Um, on We heard it, I, mean, I, I was sitting there with Byron and Scott at the draft. I think we all heard the same thing. And um, I remember shaking my head because uh, I heard Alex say that he thought that Terry McLaurin was like a top five wide receiver in, in, the, in the league. And I, I don't know if I if it matters if it's fantasy or real football. That that's just something I don't I don't see. And he paid like he was a top five wide receiver in the league. He he went and got traded a, a young quarterback. Um, even if you're not a whole full on believer in Mac Jones, he's got value. And you paid for a wide receiver one value. Um, I think it's uh a massive overpay. I think Mac I think Terry McLaurin has shown what he is in fantasy football. Which is, uh, you know, um, a, a a wide receiver too. He's just a mid tier wide receiver too. Um, so, um, I don't think you're gonna see that. He might even be wide receiver two in Washington. I think it's a it's a big overpay for a need, but I think you could have you could have gotten better for for Mac Jones. Yeah, I found it interesting. You know, Terry McLaurin was hurt at the time he made the trade um, dealing with turf toe. I mean, we're not, uh, I don't think we're experts, but you know, turf toe can be a zero week or a six week injury. Um, so uh, anyway, you like a player. I, I do think it upgrades the team. Um, I just, I don't like trading a starting quarterback, especially this early. Um, even though I traded three quarterbacks this off season, um, I mean, it's after draft day, right? So um, starting quarterbacks are, are hard to find. I, I think, you know, you could have gotten a, a better wide receiver elsewhere, but again, if you value him as a top five receiver, you, you weren't getting another top five receiver, even probably a top 15 receiver. So, um, we'll see. I, I think it's also, you know, important to note that, the the commanders have a new offensive coordinator this year, a new quarterback. Um, we could see a very different Washington team than we've seen in the past. So, um, you know, this in hindsight might look like a genius move, um, especially depending on what you think about Mac Jones. He might be quarterback 30, 31, 32 as far as starters go. Uh, and then you you feel a little better about it. Um, and I mean, I get why Alex felt the need at wide receiver because he's got a scary team right uh, around the rest of his roster. You look up and down it. He's got a lot of talent. It's just wide receiver that sticks out as like a need. Right. Um, so outside of wide receiver, though, his team is is really scary. Um, yeah. It could easily win that division. Yeah. Dave, I, I do think that, you know, you and I need to talk. If you are uh, high on Mac Jones, obviously I'm here for you. Yeah. Guys. So uh, my last text message from you, your review of Mac Jones wasn't as glowing as this one, but <laughs> but hopefully you're changing your mind and we can come up with some kind of uh, Wait, agreement. His, I, I his last text message? 32, yeah, it is last text 32 message. starting QB in the league. So <laughs> I, I don't know what I said before that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't think he's worth uh Terry McLaurin I mean honestly I I do like I, I feel like one we always defend our own trades I personally do like Terry McLaurin uh, he went for $47 oh, yeah. last year I was surprised he went for $30 you know a guy who gets 1200 yards it'd be interesting to see what yeah. he would do with the quarterback I mean we saw yeah. Stephon Diggs blow up uh, obviously that would be 
not something you would expect if he got a real quarterback, but obviously, you know, someone who can consistently do it with some no-name quarterbacks. I feel like Terry McLaurin has more potential than you guys are giving credit. That's for. a big if, right? Like you just said it, right? <laughs> like I would be, it would be one thing if, if like there was some reason to believe Washington had a quarterback, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we we think that. So like, it seems to me like well, this he, is not the year to bet on on a wide receiver who like, yeah, sure, he finished like a right hovering around in our league wide receiver one, right? But like very low end, and it was like Brandon Ayuk level wide receiver one, where the only reason he was wide receiver like four fifteen last year was because a lot of other players got hurt, right? Really, his points per game average was right around where he was his whole career. He's in the twenties usually, um, in in our league. But I have to review those stats. I, I think he was higher than that. Is uh, the only year that he was in his twenty was was in his rookie. Uh, excuse me, yes, his rookie year. But honestly, we could debate this all day, gentlemen. We have more trades to go through, so let's get to it. Yeah, I think that there was a recent blockbuster tr- block blust, blockbuster trade that just happened today. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to read it off the site. It was fancy footwork trading away Rico Doddle for Deion Jackson from the Punxsutawney Pence of Heracles. Uh, where do you guys think that this lands either one of these teams? What what changes? Blockbuster. Um, I think I think nothing changes. I think they both got the uh, you know a backup or a third string or a fourth string on the team where they drafted a starter. If if anything. If Deion Jackson ends up being the the running back, I think it gives Fancy a couple weeks. But who knows? And the reports there, like he could just be one of three who you know see five touches. So um, I think it's smart for both teams, considering who their bell cow uh, running back was supposed to be, um, Tony Pollard and um, uh, Jonathan Taylor. But I, I don't I don't think this really moves the needle one way or another. Any more thoughts on that, or should we move on to those? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, since I don't have any thoughts on that, I'm just going to correct the record. McLaurin was 25 and 20, 25 the year before last, and 21 the year before <laughs> last. So, uh, well, with a nickname like Scary, uh, you know, that's just a bump of level of prediction, right? Um, uh, an earlier trade that Byron passed, but we had a Khalil Herbert traded away from the cartographers uh, to yes. Ryan for Riley Patterson and adding to Byron's collection of 2025 first round picks. Um, there is a condition on this trade. If Khalil Herbert does not finish as a top 16 running back, uh, Mike Ryan also receives the cartographer's 2024 second round pick, um, which if Byron follows through with his plan will be a very high or maybe the first pick in the second round next year. Um, Tyler will come to you. Any initial thoughts on this trade? Seem fair. I, mean, I just Khalil Herbert is a running back waiting to lose his job. Um, you know, Deontay Foreman, Rashawn Johnson, both talented. Deontay Foreman showed out last year uh that he could be productive when given the reins. Rashawn Johnson, rookie this year. Uh a lot of draft Knicks are very high on him um as like a second round pick at a rookie draft with a lot of upside and Khalil Herbert just, you know, I think he's shown flashes, but hasn't shown, you know, consistency. He didn't get a lot of opportunity. Um, if he's not good, I would be, it would not shock me if he gets as a short lease and that's going to look like a uh, platoon anyways. So uh, giving up a first round. Pick, what sport is this? 
Yeah. 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 You know, running back platoon. Did I get that right? Yeah. I mean, Anyways, I, giving up a first round pick is is way too much um, for Khalil Herbert. Hey, look, the problem with these mid level running backs is is giving up a first round pick. Right. It's hard to find the value though. Yeah, uh, it it would be one thing I think if it was just giving up a first round pick, but as Dave pointed out, he's getting basically a close to first round pick. Like I loved pick seventeen this year. I'm not gonna lie. I got Devon Devon A chain this year. The year before that, it was Justin getting uh, Rashad White. Like you get decent players there, and I think there's a you know if you believe in your team and you think his pick could if you think your team's pick's not gonna be top five or something, then you're it's a it's it's not that terrible of a trade back. I agree with everything. Tyler said, I know how much, and I have to say effective advertising last week on the podcast by uh, by, by the cartographers, uh, quickly using that advertising and, and selling off Khalil Herbert was effective. Um, but but as much as Byron talks up Khalil Herbert, um, and, and the guy is like electric um, when he, at running the ball, there's a lot of reasons why people are high on Roshan Johnson is because Roshan Johnson looks like he can block. It looks like Roshan Johnson might be able to do more of that stuff. And so there's a reason why I think Herbert hasn't been in every down back in the NFL. I think there's a reason why he probably won't be. Um, I might be wrong, right? The guy can, can do some fun things. Um, but I, I think that Tyler's got some good points on the actual likely production. Yeah. If the, if the trade had no condition, right. And And think of it that way. Mike Ryan, a, a team who wants to compete the next two years, is trading a presumably later 2025 first. Um, if you take Herbert out of it, he gets the first pick in the 2024 draft. So he's moving back, you know, a year, but he's moving back five, six, seven spots um, and and picking up a, a shot at a running back. Um, when I first saw the trade come through, I – I read it backwards. I was like, if, if Herbert's a top 61 running back, I was like, he, he could do that. You know, he could get a top 61 running back, <laughs> uh, but top 16 seems unlikely. If it happens, Mike will be happy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that you needed to do the condition. I, I think Byron would have done the trade either way. So um, I would not have, I actually had two other, I had one other offer and Dave, you offered me the same thing, except not without <laughs> condition. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I think it's a, a very fair trade, obviously, if Khalil Herbert is a top 16 running back, right. Then everyone's happy. Like there's yeah. no, like Drew was saying, there's really no downside to this. Like you got what you want. Uh, and then if there obviously is a, if he fails to beat that threshold, I assume he's still going to be a solid running back too. I mean, last year we put him into the same situation. He had 800 yards rushing about, and yeah. uh, I believe he missed three or four games in that. Yeah, you don't you don't need to hype him up anymore. You already traded him. No, I mean I'm just um, going through the the. My, yeah, my question there um, is maybe more of a why, like you know I think we talked yeah good value, but he's not going to start over Harris. He's not going to start over Miles Sanders, and he's probably not going to start over Zach Charbonnet. You draft Charbonnet as high as you did, you know, thinking that he's going to be the guy. So you made this trade. Um, you gave up a future first. Again, you're getting a good second back, but you gave up a future first for, what, your fourth running back on your roster? So um, there it's more a why question for me than, again, I, I think value is fine. I just, why? <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll have to see who how it works out. Um, all right, so are we on to the last trade? 
Uh, it's very interesting, obviously. We've, we've got one where you guys hated the value for my trading partner. You have one where you think the value is equal. And now we're on to, I guess, the porridge being too hot, at least from Drew's text messages to me earlier today. So Drew, why don't you begin? How did you feel about this most recent trade that I uh, conducted with the Philly Citywide? Uh, by one second, the trade included <laughs> I'm, I'm Bill Cartographers, Tradeway, Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, and Irv Smith Jr. for the Philly Citywide's Taysom Hill, Russell Gage, Richie James, Kyler Murray, Demario Douglas, the 2025 first round pick. Yeah, um, I'm happy to start. I think uh, this is the first trade of, of the offseason that Byron just got. I mean, I think it lopsided win for for Philly Citywide. Um, I think you get three, two solid players. I think Byron sold one of his assets at just a a, a real low that has a chance to be a um, a real good asset in in Irv Smith Jr. potentially. Um, and and all of his and I think he also sold sold Keenan Allen at a low, right? Um, and then you're selling an, an RB one who's been a very solid RB, um, in our league for years. Um, I think you could have gotten at some point this season a first for one of those assets potentially. Um, and and you sold early. Um, and and then you sold all three. Um, to a team that I think you probably had a lot more leverage over because they needed it. Um, so I think it, Philly Citywide won pretty handily. I think. Byron has made it clear he wants every 2025 first and he was willing to overpay for it. Um, but uh, I think, I think just on, on value, um, it was a really, really good trade for, for Philly Citywide to give up that to, to sure, sure up his team. He's already out for his first this year. He's got to compete. And this really changes his team from a team with a lot of holes, fills a bunch of them right away. Yeah, so I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I, I think this was a good trade for both teams. I think Byron has a plan. He's not trying to compete this year. He's trying to collect 2025 assets, and and he was able to do that. You know, you say, hey, maybe you could have traded him later at more value. Sure, you you could always do that, but you need to find a trade partner who can fit that cap space. And, and Kyler Murray being moved. Um, while I'm sure that's painful, I think that's also Kyle listening maybe to the pod last week, move on from the asset. Um, you're bringing in, in two good starters, possibly, uh, a, a third in Irv Smith jr. Um, so I, I think it was a good move for Philly citywide for sure for this year. And I think it fits Byron's plan of Byron doesn't care about what the, this year value is of the players. Um, it seems to have made that clear. He cares about that 2025 draft and uh, he, he got that asset there. So um, again, I think it's fair, fine value for both. And I, I do think it changes Philly Citywide's team and their outlook quite a bit um, before the season starts. Valerie, any other, before I go with the diatribe? I tend to side with Dave on this one. I think, you know, it's clear that for you, you don't care until two or three seasons down the line and Kyler will be under contract in our league for $74. And if he manages to bounce back from this, we've seen the flash of talent. Um, you'll have either your starting quarterback for a team full of rookies, or you'll have an incredible trade asset to pair with first round picks galore to really improve your team even further that year. So um, 
you know, it hurts to see that much value go the other way. But I think if you line the first round pick up with Jones and Murray up with, you know, Allen and Smith, you can pretty easily see how, how the logic. In games that Kyler Murray started and finished last year, do you know what QB he was in fantasy, Drew? Very high. QB but, uh, six. So before, um, it was before Call of Duty, you know. That's yeah, <laughs> important, but I also like, I mean, I, I, it seems hard pressed for me to see someone giving up value for, for Kyle. Like it happens. Right. But like it would have to, it would take a, a, a cascade of events. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, like, I think it's easier for the the cap space argument. I, I, I half buy, but it's really easy later in the season to find assets that have been hurt that have been this or that to, to trade to, to those teams that get needier. I think, I, I just think it was a, an early pull of the trigger. I think it's the, actually the second time Byron's done an early pull for kind of injury concern reasons, potential. I get it with Keenan Allen. Um, but I think it's the first trade he's decidedly kind of been on the downside of. I think if you throw a first in there, Byron's listening. So. I'm listening. That's exactly right. <laughs> a make, a way, first, yeah. make a way to fit it in your cap space. And what's you know, that? Byron will, Byron will find a way to make it. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, I, I also want to say a special thank you to Kyle, uh, who, after we completed the trade, informed me that uh, I've been working on this trade with him for about, I don't know, a week, maybe, maybe eight, nine or 10 days. Uh, and he informed me today after I accepted it that that he was always going to do it. However, he put me on a run to try to get another second involved. And I literally thought to myself, I was like, this is great value for him. Why does he not? Why is this not good enough? Does he really need a second pair of pick? I just thought it was the O'Briens. Like I have never successfully traded with an O'Brien before. <laughs> it was like, it's a nut I can't crack. And uh yeah, so congrats to you, Kyle, for uh, making me work really hard to try to find an extra second round. And uh, unfortunately, when I walked away from the deal, that's when it came together. But I think that's good evidence for all of you trying to trade with me or really anyone else. Try to really just, you know, crust them out of value that you can out of me because I'm pretty much going to submit every time. Uh, well, I think... Gentlemen, that leads us to, I do not believe we have an ad this season. I could, I mean, this episode, I could run the previous ad, but two of those, uh, the 2017 and the 2021, um, yeah, the, those are off a lot well, now. So we still have 2020 in stock. Let me yeah. know. I'm not JK. So, um, a real quick, real quick. I'm just reading it on my screen here. Um, yeah. 2023 season obviously starts tomorrow. Um, it says, don't forget to set your lineups. I'm not talking about anyone specifically, Mike, but don't forget to set your lineups. Tim, if you're listening, um, no one specific again, just don't forget to set your lineup. So again, for everyone, Mike, Tim, whoever else is listening, not calling anyone specific out, but don't forget to set your lineups. Uh, that's really going to be your last last warning right the season starts and so mike tim and and anyone else again just throwing random names out here but anyone else who's listening um you know season starts so seems like a good segue to get into some of those matchups that start tomorrow so don't forget to set your lineups tomorrow <laughs> for some of these matchups tomorrow um, where not all the lineups have been set nice the nice thing is i don't know if they have any cheats or 
Lions player, so maybe they can still fit their lineup. In Jameer Gibbs is uh, Jameer Gibbs. Oh, that's right, Jameer Gibbs is nice happening right now. <laughs> um, classic. Okay, well then, moving on. So, do you want to just go up? I guess right now we'll probably go with the most lopsided matchup. Which is it, Tim? Because yes, set his lineup. So he hasn't set sure. his lineup. So it's actually Mike right now who hasn't set his lineup by 115 points. Well, here we go. We'll run through it. Rams are the best first matchup facing Mike Ryan. Uh, Rams are the best are currently 115.5 point favorites. Mike obviously not has, has not set his lineup. Um, I'm going to change this line boys to Rams minus five. Um, Assuming Mike sets his lineup, uh, a team of, you know, Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson, Two of those four running backs I mentioned earlier. Three of those wide receivers. Don't forget to start a tight end, Mike Ryan, uh, a kicker, and a defense. Um, we'll start with you, Tyler. Um, what team do you like to win this week? You know, looking at uh, some of the matchups his his running backs are going to face, uh, it's it's a little tough sledding. Carolina's defense is sturdy. If he go, or sorry, Atlanta's defense is sturdy, not stellar. Uh, Najee Harris, Khalil Herbert having to face Green Bay and Charbonnet against the Rams, um, who were once lauded, but now maybe not great, but still all right. Uh, they're weak already facing your less than stellar running backs. I just think your team overall is going to pull this out. Justin Jefferson, T against Devontae Smith, uh, Kyle Pitts alone are going to outclass his, his lineup. So unless his running backs can really pull through and overcome their matchups, I, I'd still take the Rams and the points. Um, I think I'm going to yang and go the other way. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously with 115 points, I take Mike Ryan, but um, with what we're, (laughs) (laughs) with what we're probably looking at, uh, I don't know what we're probably looking at to be quite honest. I'd be interested to see. It's, uh, I'm just looking on in fantasy right now, fantasy pros and, uh, Vienna Rams are the best are 18 point underdogs. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I think if we're do, doing just a, a, a money line, I would take Mike Ryan. Um, I think this is where Mike Ryan's team shines, right? This is the he's he sure he's he's got a a thin team, but he's got some star power on this thin team. And I think you have Stefan Diggs, you have DJ Moore, you have Amari Cooper, you have you know solid running backs, Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith, um, in a pretty high powered Seattle offense. I, I I like it. I think it matches up well. Uh, I think Rams are tough too, um, but I think that having those weaknesses at running back right now, I'm not 100% sure if you start Gainwell over Mitchell. Uh, it's it's a toss-up, but um, I think, yeah, I, I, I lean Mike Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to lean Mike Ryan as well. I think that uh, as the season shakes out, Dave will learn what running backs he can start and which ones he can't, but right now I feel like it's essentially a lottery pick so maybe you get lucky maybe you don't but with that and the sam house start uh give me give me my try mm-hmm. uh, never bet against yourself i think this game like a lot of mike ryan's games last season uh will come down to monday night josh allen stefan diggs should be a fun one um but i'll take myself uh next matchup uh or the largest spread on the site the home run hitters against Peyton's making nachos. Again, Tim has not set his lineup. Listen to the ad, Tim. Um, but Clay, 107.5 point favorites on the site. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and make up a line here and say, I got it right here. It's, it's seven. Uh, the pain making nachos is seven point underdogs. Okay. There we go. So home run hitters, seven point favorites uh, against Peyton's making nachos. Um, Drew, why don't you start things off here? I'm going to go assuming Cooper Cup is out and say uh, home run hitters takes this one. If Cooper Cup is playing, I would go Peyton making nachos, but I don't think he will be. And I don't know where you go at wide receiver um, outside of Lazard and uh, I guess Osborne. If you're starting Jaden Reed. Uh, I don't know. So for that reason, I mean, I think his his foursome at quarterback flex and running backs, it's going to be fearsome. Um, but uh, outside of that, that wide receiver spot scares me. Yeah, Cooper Cup was ruled out earlier today, so he is uh, most likely not playing in the NFL or on Peyton's making nachos lineup. Uh, Tyler, do you feel the same way, or do you like nachos this week? I like the nachos this week. Uh, I think, you know, these two rookies at running back there, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, uh, have a ton of talent. Um, they're going to, you know, debut well, show out strong for him. The wide receivers terrify me on this team, um, especially without Cup. Um, but looking across, you know, Lockett, Boomer Bust, Myers is number two, maybe three on that Vegas team that's not going to be that good. And Drake London's been good, but inconsistent. So uh, I think there's room for him to to make up ground at the QB flex and running back positions. So I'll take the notches. Byron, are we going to pick two straight Ryan bros? Where are you going with this one? It's really hard. I mean, you just look at B. John Robinson, Josh Jacobs, and Jameer Gibbs, and that running back core alone can honestly drive. Well, honestly, excuse me, I'm sorry, I forgot one of the running backs. Daniel Jones, B. John Robinson, <laughs> Josh Jacobs, uh, Jamar Gibbs. It, like, honestly, that's really a powerhouse right there. Yeah, so, it is. I, honestly, I do. I feel like, uh, I feel like Tim, I will take the points with Tim. Yeah, um, Bijan Robinson, um, zero NFL touches in his career. Jamar Gibbs, zero NFL touches in his career. Jamar Gibbs um, will never have one. Jameer Gibbs I, might have some. Jameer but. Gibbs, zero NFL touches in his career. Um, if I know Tim, he is texting the league at 825 asking why he can't put Gibbs in his lineup. Um, and I don't think Tyler Algier will get it done. So I'm going to go with Clay to win and cover in this matchup. Um, the next largest matchup, we're looking at you, Byron. We have the Lewisburg Luchadors as 15-point favorites against the Imesville Cartographers. Hey, that's a lot less than what I thought you would do this year. I thought it was, too. I, a little close for comfort there, but uh, the Cartographers are 17-point underdogs. So, Dave, why don't you take it away for the first time? You didn't like me saying the 15. You wanted to make it 17. Um, I'm just to be consistent. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that we see the Luchadors uh, win, win, and um, I think win and cover this week. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see Justin Fields running again, like he did at the end of last year. I know. I know that Pickett plays the 49ers. Um, I just don't trust Russell Wilson. So um, I lean Kenny Pickett even against the 49ers. That's me personally. I've got three people shaking their heads at me on the podcast. But um, anyway, that's how I feel about him this year. So we'll see. Um, I, I think uh, just a fun thing 
I'll throw out. Um, he's on his bench, but Cordero Patterson, if you go to the Atlanta Falcons death chart right now, true story, he is listed as J for Joker. <laughs> they have him as starting position J. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, but I don't think he makes the lineup for Justin. Um, either way, I'm going Justin with the uh, the win and the cover this week. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'm sorry. I'll follow suit. Um, I think win and cover. I uh, I would probably go uh, Russell Wilson um, to the start. So I I, uh, uh, I, I disagree with you there. Um, I, I think I, I will go Kenny Pickett for the full. I like both. Like I, I like both quarterbacks more than most people do for the full season. I, 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 just, I don't like Russell Wilson. I just think there's a good chance chance he has a bounce back season. That Sean Payton does Sean Payton things, um, and fixes it. I don't believe in Russell Wilson. I don't know if I actually think that's going to happen, but it could happen. Um, and so I don't think it's a bad bet to make. Um, but uh, for this game, um, with Pickett going up against San Fran and Russell Wilson. Going up against going up against Vegas, I'll I'll go with Russell Wilson. Uh yeah. So I'll go next. And uh, I, Russell Wilson has hurt me over the past two seasons, so I harbor a grudge. However, the fact that he's not on my team anymore has been the case for many of my players, a la Josh Jacobs. They do have a revival, so. I think against the Raiders, it's actually probably pretty smart. I would be scared with Joey, uh, excuse me, Nick Bosa re-signing with San Fran. Uh, so that defense is going to have all of its teeth. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more excited about Pickett for the remainder of the season, but I can understand going with Wilson this week. And if I'm asked, forced to pick between these two, I'm going to pick myself just because I fear that I will win. Uh, Here that you might win too, although I'm concerned that there could be further lineup changes to ensure that. So for all of the reasons listed previously, I'm taking the luchadors to to win and cover. Um, and I think uh, a couple of you nailed it. I'll take Russell Wilson this week um, and ride him until he inevitably uh, tries to cook. Um, but season long, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be the better fantasy and real life quarterback. So, um, but for right now, Russell Wilson against that Raiders team that's dog water at best. Um, All yeah, right. That's play. Dog water it is. Um, next matchup, we're going to look at Philly Citywide versus the Fancy Footwork. This is interesting, boys. Philly Citywide currently seven and a half point favorites on the site, but we know there's a big trade that's about to push through. Um, and that'll, I assume, Deontay Foreman will swap out for a Mr. Aaron Jones. Uh, and I assume one of these running backs or one of these wide receivers, either Michael Thomas or Juju Smith Schuster swaps out for Keenan Allen. So I'm going to bump Philly citywide up to 17 point favorites over fancy footwork. And Byron, we'll start with you. Do you think Philly citywide gets it done and covers the large made up spread? I just made. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I really love actually so a lot of the players that I'm most looking for, uh, like young rookies. Fancy footwork has I really like Sean Tucker. I think that was a good good pickup by them. But I don't think Sean Tucker is who you want starting this week. Obviously, losing Jonathan Taylor is a huge blow. So I think Philly Citywide, with the boost in talent that he's getting this uh, from the trade this week, I believe they are going to cover. 
Yeah, I uh, I I agree. I think actually all three of those players are gonna should start um for for Philly Citywide. I'm I'm very 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 low on Greg Dulcich. Um, I I think if everything coming out of of Denver makes me think he's not really he's a mirage uh from last year. Um, and I think Irv Smith was a really really smart get for them. Um, I think all three of those players start and improve them by a lot. And uh, they I think this fancy team is without Jonathan Taylor. Is, is kind of one of the, the lower ranked teams in the league. Yeah, unfortunately for them, uh, if Jonathan Taylor is not coming back, this running back room is um, is pretty weak. I know they just traded to try to get his backup, um, but still. Would, would you call it dog water? I would not. I would not call it dog water. James Conner is still serviceable if, if he performs like he did last year. Um, and we saw just enough out of Deion Jackson and Keontae Ingram to – to justify them as, as replacement guys. Uh, but it's still, it's going to drag this team down despite their, what I think is a stellar wide receiver room um, and quarterbacks. They could potentially keep them in the mix. If CJ Stroud uh, can show a little bit of anything on the ground. So, uh, but for this week, uh, yeah, I think even the larger spread Dave uh, laid out there at 17, Kyle's going to cover that pretty easily. Yeah, I like uh, I like Desmond Ritter and C.J. Stroud in the long run. I think week one is going to be rough, and those are two of the lowest uh, point totals on the board in the NFL. So I'm going to go Philly citywide, a team a team I was not high on two weeks ago, um, but I'm going to go Philly citywide to win and cover the large number here. Um, next, we're going to go to the Maniunk Loose Cannons versus the Breezewood Nuts. Maniunk Loose Cannons are currently seven point favorites on the site. Uh, Drew, we'll start with you here. RT Sports has a 53% chance for Manny Unkloos Cannons. Do you think they can pull it off? Yeah, no, I do. Um, I, I do. I think this is going to be a tight matchup. I think uh, both teams have firepower this week. I think David Montgomery could be a, a surprise player this year, um, but I don't like. I don't think he will be personally. I'm not high on him, but he could be. Um, with that said, I I love Trevor Lawrence. I think this year Trevor Lawrence can take a huge leap. Um, I love Chris Olave. Um, and I and think Saquon Barkley's uh, the just the top end of this team is better than the top end of Priestwood Nuts to me. Um, and uh, I like it. It it could be close though. It could go either way. Tyler, what do you think here? Um, I think this is one of the few matchups where the the underdog is actually going to cover. This one should be should be pretty tight this week. When both these teams are healthy, um, they're pretty evenly matched. Uh, I too am a big fan of of this trio of picks from uh, Olave, Moore, and Dotson. Uh, and Drew alluded to it earlier. I think Dotson is the wide receiver to own in Washington um, this season and moving forward in Dynasty. Um, I think that player alone could could push Chad through, but I'll take the nuts to cover this week. I think these two teams are just, just too close. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the nuts. I just, I like golf and I think Stafford is set for a comeback season. I'd like to see him do well. And then if you just Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Marquis Brown, like, I don't know who Brown is Dobbs is throwing to Brown. So I guess that's not quite as good as it was last season, but uh, yeah. Give me the nuts. I think they cover. Yeah, I think the key here is can Jared Goff and David Montgomery put up 35-plus points on Thursday night? Um, and I think that'll be a, a big indicator for this. 
Um, a game that should be a shootout. There's a lot of hype around Detroit, whether you believe it or not, they're, they're probably going to put up some points this season, um, whether those are in, in wins or losses. So I, I lean Breezewood. If you're giving me the seven points, I'll definitely take that. But I, I lean them to win this outright in a close matchup. Um, all right, where are we going next? Let's go. We haven't talked about your team yet, Drew. Let's go the Darnstown Droosh versus Joe's Primo team. Site currently has Drew as six and a half point favorites. Byron, do you like Drew to win and cover the number this week? Yeah, I mean, looking at these two teams, I think just their wide receivers, of course, a little concerning. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with. Drush. I'll be very interested to see. Obviously, I love Eckler, love Burrow, love ETN. I'm interested to see what happens with his wide receiver core, if it can pan out. And then obviously, everyone knows my feelings on King Cage. So, Tyler? Tyler. I'm going to take the the Drush to win and cover here. Um, If you look down, you know, our site, not only does it give you a spread, it gives you a, a likelihood uh, percentile prediction for winning. Uh, Drew has the, uh, other than the two teams that haven't set their lineups, he has the highest likelihood of winning. Um, I just think the variance uh, up and down his lineup from from their average score is just not nearly as far off. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of Anthony Richardson. Priest Hall has been hurt. And then you've got Jalen Hyatt and George Kittle, who might not even play. So I just I just think Drew's, in all of the the possible outcomes, Drews are going to be better. So I'll take Drews. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I'll 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 zag here or, or zig here. I'll go the opposite. So I, I think Joe's Primo team can keep this close and and stay within the number. Um, you know, you've got obviously the the boom of Christian McCaffrey don't love the matchup against the Steelers, but uh, we haven't seen any football yet. So who knows how they'll actually be Um, Brees Hall. I think that's interesting. You know, I think you feel better about him in a couple of weeks. He's probably splitting carries and then maybe not the lead back there um, this first week. But I think, I don't know. I'm not as excited about Brock Purdy. I just think he'll start a little slower than he finished last year. So I think this one stays close. Um, give me Joe's primo team to keep it within five. Byron uh, Drew. Yeah, I'm not being uh, being Byron a last year or anything when I say this. I I think Joe's primo team will win this um, genuinely. Um, mostly because historically speaking, um, I know how my team starts out. That shouldn't be a factor, but it's a factor in my head. Um, and usually that, not only that, Joe's primo team always – Gives me a tough game for some reason. And then I look at this actual roster, and I think he's got a lot of high-end players, right? I think uh, George Kittle is is maybe the, the top target towards the end of last year for Brock Purdy. Who knows if that continues, but um, he really came back. I think Brees Hall and McCaffrey could 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 uh, be pretty good. Logic tells me Brees Hall should take some time, but he's got top-end talent. And so then you, I think he might outscore me at quarterback too. So um, I think uh, JPT will beat me in week one. I can see it now. Monday night, Bills down by three, last drive, Drew trailing by half a point, Dalton Kincaid, favorite target, 
and Josh drops. doesn't look his way and, and drops. No, I think it'd be best if it's a drop, <laughs> just a drop to solidify drop, Byron yes. Tate. <laughs> Three straight drops by Dalton Kincaid in the end zone to, to win it, <laughs> and then a fumble. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he catches one, you take the lead, he fumbles. Perfect. All right, we have two matchups left. Uh, we're going to go, Tyler, your matchup here, the Jackanoff versus Street Meat. Um, we've got the Monocacy Street Meats as five-and-a-half-point favorites over the newcomer, Jackanoff. Um, a big question mark there for Tyler is, is Travis Kelsey going to play? I don't know that this line's adjusted for it, because the site is giving newcomer CJ a 66% chance to win an opening weekend. Byron, you think CJ can get it done? I mean, I'm liking what CJ's done with his team. I like what he came into. It didn't spend anything during RFA. Had $200 uh, through like halfway through free agency and then just spent it all to get, you know, some really good steals. And you look at his wide receiver core, it is frightening. And that being said, I have to go with the streets meet. I'll take the points. Uh, if Kelsey plays, which is a big hit, but if, if he plays, you have potentially the number one wide receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end, obviously wide receiver being the least likely with Amon Ross St. Brown. But, I mean, that core is just so disgusting that I think it overcomes most weeks. Give me the points, Drew. Um, I'm gonna gang and say that uh, CJ pulls off an upset, catches uh, Kelsey, maybe not playing tomorrow or or playing not at full strength tomorrow, not having a big game. Um, and the Kadarius Tony come out party on my bench is going to be in full force, or the Justin Ross come out party on Byron's bench. Um, but I, oh, I also think. As much as uh, I like Amon Ross St. Brown, I actually think at the end of the year, um, CJ will have two receivers that rank higher than him, and I think this game will be one of those games that show that. Um, and then I think his quarterbacks are solid, right? So, like, I think uh, give me them to to cover and and win. Wait, aren't they the favorites? Are they the favorites? Well, then yeah, uh, I I think I said it the other way, but yes, CJ is five and a half point favorites. Oh. We'll but, give me them to win, not not necessarily cover. I think I said it the other way, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the jagging off as well. Um, I think, as I mentioned uh, for Joe's primo team, I think Dalvin Cook might be the lead back this week um, on Monday night. I, I think Garrett Wilson might be having a coming out party. I think they want to throw to him, um, and I just think that Tyler's decision between. AJ Dillon or Rashad Bateman as his second uh his super flex spot, you know, isn't isn't what you want when you're going against two QB. So I'm gonna lean um CJ and and uh give him the win this week. Tyler, we get it right. Uh unfortunately, Byron's gonna be correct here. Uh I'd love to give CJ the win, um, just as a welcome to the week present. Uh, but whether or not Travis Kelsey plays, uh, they've already adjusted his projection down uh, pretty pretty healthy downward projection uh, to under 10 points for this game. Um, I think I'm going to get a big fat zero from that spot with Josh Oliver coming in. Um, but I've got a lot of high scoring matchups if you look up and down the board. Um, and I really think Philly and 
and Green Bay could put up big numbers early against Chicago and New England and be running running out the clock at the end of the game with Penny and Dylan just racking up stats. So uh, just a lot of favorable matchups. Uh, to your point, though, uh, Drew, I think the wide receivers on this team for Chaganoff, all three of them potentially could be in the top 20 to 25 by the by the time the year's done, um, especially with that new look, newer look offense in, in Baltimore. So I'll take me this week, but in the long run, I think CJ's really well positioned for this season. So all right. And then matchup of the week, right? Yeah, I think we're gonna call it the matchup of the week. The the RT Sports preseason rankings has these teams as team one and three, uh, a preseason favorite. Uh, on the podcast, the Frederick Scrubs play the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets. But besides all the accolades, Frederick Scrubs are only six and a half point favorites. I'll start with you, Byron. Is the site right? Is this going to be that close? Or is Frederick Scrubs going to dominate this and put their stamp on the league early? Absolutely not. Scott's team comes in and does exactly that. And that's why I'm locking them in, right? I'm locking them in. Give them to me for 18 points. I think Scott's team gets the number one seed this year. I think they're the favorites for the Super Bowl. And I think they win week one just to show us all who's boss. Drew? I think they win. I wouldn't. Um, but uh, but I think it might be somewhat tight. Um, but but I'll, I'll, get, I'll take them to win and cover. Tyler? Uh, I will be taking... If you didn't, if you didn't hear me earlier, I'll be taking the scrubs pretty much all season until injuries derail this team. Um, if that were to happen, um, otherwise, barring a significant double-digit spread, it's going to be the scrubs to win and cover all year. So. All right. So it sounds like all three of you will be wrong because I'm going to go with the Puxatawney pensive parakeets to keep it within the six and a half points. And boys, I think they might pull off the upset i think the bucks are going to be competing for that number one pick this year give me a lot of alexander madison in week one and oh yeah that guy patrick mahomes he's on the parakeets uh he himself might put up 30 plus points um before the weekend even gets here so i'm gonna go with the parakeets to keep this close keep it within the number and i like the upset this week and ridley versus indianapolis could be good too i mean like i I just love jacksonville this year so all right before we get out of here drew you put together a new kind of side pod um this year why don't we talk about there are three season-long awards and then take us right into week one and, and let's get some week one predictions give me a second (laughs) Byron edit this part out Uh, yes I'm sure I'm sure this is going to get edited out Um, you want me to read them to you I'm 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 bringing up the whole thing all righty yeah no I'd be happy to (laughs) this is going to get edited (laughs) (laughs) no um, so uh, I I did a little poll in in, in the uh, group chat as uh, we all saw and I kind of just wanted to see if everyone would be down for for doing away with some of the the playoff side pots that we did in awards um, and instead go with full season awards Um, and so we're doing that so uh, three full season awards Uh, I've gone with the theme this year of funny sports quotes um and my full season awards i really just uh 
mostly uh hat tip to Emmett Smith's short but bright career as a as a sports announcer. Um, so his first is he cannot change the stripes of a leopard, <laughs> and uh, that's the team that finishes, uh, uh, team with the finishes with the player closest to his preseason fantasy pros ADP. If there's a tie between two teams, the next closest player from each team will be compared until winner can be determined. Player must have started the year ranked inside the top 300 and started at least five games, basically to keep teams from like just trying to pick up random nonsense players and also from like being like, oh, he's 313 and he's still 313. Whatever. Second one, don't worry about the team that we just blew out or blowed out. Great quote. Go listen to it. Um, but Evan Smith he used to write English and then corrected himself <laughs> to the wrong English like five times. It's brilliant. Uh, team involved in the most games decided by 20 points or more, win or lose, to try to keep basically Byron's team from negating this and from team's purpose intentionally tanking to win this, in which team both teams score 60 points. So you basically have to start a real lineup. Um, and finally. He was giving him the business, one of the best, maybe the best penalty call ever made um, in, in sports history. If you haven't seen that clip, go go watch it. Uh, it's the team with the most flagged player. Player, again, it's to keep people from gaming. It must have started at least five games for your fantasy team. Um, so those are the full season one, $60 a pop for winning that. And then... You know, uh, after listening to that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I understand why Russell Wilson is starting over Kenny Pickett, most flagged player. I got it. I got it. <laughs> this week, though, we put a lot of new awards um, in the side pots uh, throughout the season. I tried to make them a lot more random throughout the season, a lot more fun ones. Not the first week. The first week we're just doing, um, I feel like I'm the best, but you're not going to hear me say that for the highest scoring starter. All right, go around the room with some predictions. Tyler, highest scoring starter week one. Who do you think? Man, I'm going to bet on myself here. I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. New England struggles against those running quarterbacks, and Belichick historically has struggled against them. So give me Hurts all day. Byron? I mean, I... I guess it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not really sure how you how you pick against that uh, with it being Thursday night uh, of you know nine months of rest, and also the best player with against the Lions. Yeah, so give me the Mahomes. Drew, gonna go uh, with Tyler's theme, except I'm gonna go the boom player on the Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts scores that much. Give me AJ Brown to have one of his Ooh. fifty point weeks. All right. I'm going to go uh I'm going to go in your division here, Drew. I'm going to go Philly Citywide. He signed a long-term extension this offseason. We didn't see him at the end of last year. Don't forget about Lamar Jackson um doing it with his legs and his arm. I I think uh I think we got a good chance a QB will win this award. Give me a dual threat QB. All right, boys. Week 1 pod in the books. Hopefully uh, this gets posted and you hear it in time. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Good luck, you guys. Good luck, everyone. Hope everyone wins their matchups this week, unless you are facing me. I 
And I just can't win 